And now, coming to you live from the TNT Studios in Dallas, Texas, it's the Expectations Podcast. Hey guys, this is Tori and Tyler. Um, We are with the TNT Factory, and this is our show, Expectations, where we basically give you our opinions on dating in a modern age world. So, super excited about our fourth episode, T. Not only is it our fourth episode, we are now officially on all of the major podcast distribution services. So, whether it's you listen to Spotify or Google or Apple or uh, any of the others, um, you can now find us everywhere. Yeah. You can't hide from us. You can't run from us. We're going to get you. So that's super exciting. Look at us branching. Right. Diversifying. Diversifying. So since it is our fourth, um, fourth episode, uh, we have, so we've got a list of things that we'd like to talk about. And this one was just kind of off the cuff. Um, This one was a rando. We have a whole list of like different topics. And this one, this one kind of came in last minute Mm -hmm. and we just wanted to jump into it you know what that's a good one we're gonna do that one this is all about uh one way you could say is it's gonna be a little bit about serial dating and serial daters and a lot of the pitfalls with that as well as the importance of being single after a, a relationship and allowing yourself that time to heal can you tell us what the definition of a serial dater is? I can. For those that don't know. I can. Because some people might be imagining a box of cereal with like two people dating on it. It's delicious. Cereal It's dating. got marshmallows in it and <laughs> those, little, those little flaky marshmallows that aren't really marshmallows. Real flaky. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real flaky cereal. Well, I'm going to build a little tension and say that I will get right into the definition after this quick short break. I'm sure this is in, uh, this is not the Webster definition. I'm sure you can go find it in the dictionary. But uh, serial dater, somebody who compulsively, that was rude, who compulsively (laughs) has to be in a relationship, even if it's immediately as soon as their previous relationship has ended. Do we know a few of those people? We might. We might. Sure. You looking up the definition? Yeah, I was going to look up the actual definition of a serial dater. Um, I've dated a serial dater. Wouldn't recommend it. The serial dater is one who loves the thrill of the chase and the excitement of the beginning, then jumps ship to a first date with another person before anything too serious can develop. Oh, okay. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so it... It's interesting because I'm not, I've, I couldn't be a serial dater. I've definitely been on um, smaller dates within a week, like once right. or twice randomly. That's, that's not like something I'm super proud of or anything. But no, 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 if, that's if just it happens, part of dating. Yeah. That's, if you're not exclusive yet, you have every yeah. right to go on a date with somebody and also go on a date with somebody else. Yeah. And they were very short lived and it yeah. didn't really go anywhere. But like, there are people that will be in 
relationships, like mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it is only for, you know, three or four months or, or a, a year, couple of years. Or, yeah. But it's like as soon as that one relationship is ending, they're already one foot out the door and kind a lot of, of times. experimenting and, and looking the other direction right. already. Now, not cheating, right? Like, I'm not saying that people like serial daters are cheaters. They're just... When they're done with one relationship, they literally will move like, on. It's like chain smoking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they are they are lighting that new relationship with the dying <laughs> ash of the old relationship. <laughs> Ooh, that was good. <laughs> well, and here's another thing. I don't think this is true of everyone who's a serial dater, but the person I dated that was a serial dater eventually admitted to me that they when they feel the relationship is coming to a close. Not when both parties, but when they themselves are like, okay, this is on its way out. They will begin to cultivate their options for the next relationship. They'll begin being a little flirtier or chattier or whatever with. Well, and that's how they become distant. That's mm-hmm. what helps. It's almost like it breaks the ice into allowing them to be more distant with their the one that they're with. Again, right. not cheating, but there is that open, like, your eye turns a little bit more when you're out, you know, when mm-hmm. when you're really invested in a relationship, you don't see anyone else around well, you. And so when you're over it and you start doing that. It's, it's not outright cheating, but it is on a line because, like, so personally, I believe that cheating isn't just physical. Oh, like, no, there for sure. Like, there is 100% emotional yeah. cheating Yeah, there is somebody. emotional cheating. And... You know, when you are starting to, when when you, you're that person that's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to start looking, you might not be cheating emotionally. However, you are creating that barrier that's going to make it so much easier for you to just disconnect. And then you've already got this sweet deal set up over here, you know? Yeah, but that's not how they all work, though. No, not you, all you of know, them. I, I know that... Um, you know, there's people that just the relationship ends for whatever reason. They didn't do anything to sabotage it. They There wasn't anybody on the other side. They weren't even flirting with other people at the time. It just, relationship ended. But within the same week, they're on to someone else. Like, right. I don't even think, I, I've never been able to move that fast. Like, you know, not from a relationship. I haven't. Mm-hmm. Like, if I've been in an actual relationship with a woman, um... I have this, this is going to sound so, not awful, but just like robotic. I kind of have this uh, equation (laughs) of how much I allow myself to mourn. An equation. Because, Because like, here's the thing. I've seen friends just get absolutely wrecked over relationships and they just stay that way for months. Well, people, people mourn in their own ways. Right. I, on the other hand, don't see the personal value in that. So my idea is like, okay, well, like, were we together a month? I could, I could be sad for a couple of days. Were we together for a year? Oh, I could be sad for a couple of weeks. But, you know, if I dated this person for, we went on three dates. I'm going to feel bad for a few hours, maybe. Then, like, you're going to have a bad day. Eh. Oh, man, yeah. yesterday sucked. Yeah didn't work out with that girl yeah yeah yeah. but um well yeah i mean there's there 
So are you saying that's what the equation is? Yeah, just basically like... X number of days. <laughs> it, yeah, it's X number of days for the amount of time you were together. Figure out it, what you want it to be on your own. For me, it's like, um, you know, a month? These don't sound like exact days. calculations, D. It's it's very loose math. It is very loose I math. I think we've already established, you and I are both bad at math to begin with, so... Hey, why did I get thrown under the bus like that? Because you admitted to me the other day that you're also bad at math. Yeah, but it wasn't on, like, live recording. I don't think that's anything to be ashamed of. Okay. You should be proud. Listen, I'm an amazing artist, though. You are. If I do say so myself. You do. I do say so you do. myself. Um, so... It is interesting because like I, I for me, I don't have a, I don't have a loose calculation. Um, but I do feel that depending on how much I felt I gave in a relationship will determine how upset I am. Mm-hmm. I give a lot of really I'm just when I find someone and I'm re- I'm just really feeling them like I have several different ways that I like to show love. And sometimes abundantly right. uh, to the point to where maybe, you know, maybe, maybe I love too much to a fault. Um, but if I, if that's what my situation was where I was loving really hard, mm-hmm. I will fall really hard, but I'm a hopeless romantic. Right. I think I say this on every episode maybe, uh, but I do, I feel like I am a lover and, um, Sometimes I sacrifice too much, you know, mm-hmm. and so the more I feel like I sacrifice in the relationship, the the harder it is for me. I mean, um, I've had, I've had uh, a relationship that I walked away after a year, and I was like, I was like, light the match and throw it. Like I was like walking <laughs> away from an explosion, right, with my sunglasses on. Like that's I was so I really needed to get out of that. That was that was Dracula. Mm. Uh, ooh. God, that was only a year. That was a that was a one year relationship. Man, from all the stories I've heard, I was like, oh, "This wow. must have been like two or three. Wow, wow. You, yeah, no, you packed a lot of shit into one year. Yeah, I did. I I'm a I'm a shit packer. What can I say? I'm really good at it. <laughs> uh, so, but then I've had some that were very short lived. You know, I, I say very short lived. Like you know, six to me, six months to me is like. Kind of short lived, you know. It's not a bad run for me. It's not a bad. It, it's, not, it's six months, you know. I think it's long enough to start developing very strong feelings for someone mm-hmm. and start questioning that, like, um, where could this go, kind of thing, you know. Right. I definitely think it gets you to that point, and um, and so I've had relationships last that long and be just uh, crushed, super crushed. Um, but for me, you know what I really enjoy, and this is why it's hard, it's difficult for me to be a serial dater because I love this little high you get, uh, when you're like, (laughs) when you're trying to get like revenge bot or like, you're just really like, oh yeah. When you're like, I'm on the rebound. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a live better. Yeah, but not rebound like I'm ready to get to the next person. Right. No, like you're... I mean, re- like a self rebound, exactly. like a like a glow up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I like those moments of like clarity, like where you like walk out of the fog and you're like, okay, all right, mm-hmm. that's back there. Don't look back there. That's still a little messy. I'm ready to. Uh, bathe in the, my own sunlight for a little while. That right. self care, that like you know, um, you start really 
checking things off for yourself, like I'm going to accomplish this. And that's an awesome high. And I think that you need that to rebuild because no matter how much you, you give in a relationship, you still gave and, Mm -hmm. and you might've allowed some things to be taken away. And so you need to celebrate yourself and you need to love on yourself and have some moments to recharge and then get back in the game so that you could be your best self. How good does it feel when, so first of all, it feels amazing when you are going into that post-relationship self-improvement phase mm-hmm. and you see the changes. Mm-hmm. Feels good, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, look at me. Look at me. I'm feeling better about myself. Oh, yeah. The, you, the, the, the catcher reflection the in the mirror, mirror and you go, the mirror how moments. you doing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, compared to how good it feels when someone else Ooh. is like, oh my gosh, you look great. When what? you know you walk into a room and like heads turn and you're like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, that's that's an awesome feeling. Right. Yeah. And you're like, I know. I saw this when I walked out too. And the only thing that feels better than that is when you're on your game. Everything's going perfect. And you happen to run into not just Annex, <laughs> but the one you just got done seeing a few months ago. Wait, are you talking about a very specific moment that I think... That did pop into my head. Yeah, no, that's, I, I, that's exactly but where I, I went. I wasn't going to dive in, but that type of situation. But you should dive in, because that's actually... It, it's fitting. We're talking about the, um, the night we went to that club, restaurant, bars, no, no, birthday no, no, party. No, 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 no. It was uh, that high and tight... Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was just trying to not name names. My fucking bad, dude. <laughs> well, we'll cut it. Um, but we, yeah, so we're talking about the. It was you, me. Two. I was the only guy in the group. What three? Three women. It was an anniversary party for this quote unquote speakeasy that lets any fucking person in. So it's not really a speakeasy. Um, and it was this big uh, hoopla. They had live bands, which at the time they didn't do. Um, it was a very happening thing, and I just got a new jacket that I was feeling good about. So, I would chime in, but I don't want to fuck anything up. Oh, no, please. <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> no. So so then we're there, and we're at one of like the just tables that's in the middle of the place in front of the bar, and um, we're having fun. We're all laughing, mm-hmm. sharing stories, running into people we know, and then... From behind me, I just hear this, hey, stranger. And I turn around. Is that how she said it? She said it just like that? Oh, how did she say it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't have a fake name for her yet. I don't have a voice for her either. I have a very stereotypical Good, because that one wasn't voice. a good one. <laughs> no. Anyway, she's like, hey, stranger. And I turn around, and first I see... Her best friend, who I've met several times. Mm-hmm. And then beside her, I see my ex. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, hey. And I turn back to the table, and you're across the table. I'm just like, Tori, Tori, Tori. I'm trying to get mm-hmm. your attention because you're talking to somebody. I'm like, look who it is. I do remember this. So I'm going to repaint the picture for you. It's a real cool bar. There's real hip people around, but Tyler does look very snazzy in his new leather jackets. Got his hair all slicked back. He can clean up nicely. Um, it was myself in a very risque outfit that night. I had that sheer skirt on with those like high waisted oh, swim I know that one. Uh, swim bottoms mm-hmm. underneath. Um, 
everybody, the, every girl that was there, you were, you were with, there was four, four of us or five of us? There may have been five of us. Right. So you were surrounded by like four hot women dressed to the everybody nines. Everybody got dressed in their own style to the best way possible. Oh yeah. It was, it was a really, it was a really fun, fashionable night. Um, but yeah, I look over your shoulder and you're, I see you kind of doing the like, Hey, look who it is. And I knew in that moment you were so proud. And then, not to mention that night, you got hit on, what, two times by two different uh, performers, the dancers? Mm-hmm. There was a burlesque show. Mm-hmm. And so so there was a couch. There were like two couches near the stage, like flanking the, into the front of the stage. Did you say flanking? Yeah, to the sides. Yeah, I know. It's just it's a, it's a funny word. <laughs> So, and then they had like a coffee table in front of those. And then there were some other chairs kind of scattered around. But we kind of got to the performance area a little later than it was before it started still. But there was really no place. So we just literally sat on the coffee table and and like I crouched in front of it. And my ex and whatever and her friend and whatever guys they pulled from the bar are sitting on that couch. So they're right behind us. Right. And then, yeah, like two of the performers during the show, for whatever reason, if you've ever been to a burlesque show, there's a lot of audience play. There's a lot of like flirting with people in the audience. Um, It's a performance. It's also very provocative and somewhat sexual with a lot of it. And so (laughs) that's putting it lightly twice um, Two of the performers singled me out. And it wasn't even like I was right up on we were right up on the stage. We were good, like five. 10 feet back, but yeah, single me out in front of that. Um, if I was a child and that night was a drawing, I would ask for it to be put on the refrigerator. Oh. <laughs> okay, so the, so the point to that story is just saying that's like, it's nice to be free and single and to have the ability to be flirted with, but not like immediately be tied down. So when people say like, enjoy your single good like it's a good place to be it's an okay place to be and it's a safe place to be i think that it's very unsafe to bounce from one emotional state to another into the, uh, into the next yes thing. exactly exactly i like that you said safe because the reason you need that time to be single is you have to process all of your internal emotions and baggage that came from that relationship if you don't take the time to process those emotions if you don't unpack the suitcase you're literally just pulling all that shit right into the next relationship right well there's these nuances that you're able to you can think about like okay so that relationship what didn't work what could i have done better mm-hmm. like you really should right. take those moments um to think about it and in some cases it might be very obvious um uh, and in other cases, maybe you thought you were doing all the right things. And then later you're like, oh, ooh, ah, uh, yeah, okay. But if you have those moments to think about the, uh, what happens, so you don't take that into the next one. Mm-hmm. If you were fucking some shit up in the last relationship and you don't take some opportunities to recognize that and fix that about yourself, you're just going to keep ending up in the same situation. Right. You're not going to learn from your mistakes. And that's very important too. You have to learn 
you have to learn why you feel the way you feel about certain things, why these emotions happen after certain things happen. Like, if you don't know why something makes you feel bad, like, you might not even know to avoid the thing or how to properly address it if it happens. You know, when I'm, I'm very much a, uh, especially, like, after a breakup, I'm a very introspective person. I'm like, okay, what was I doing wrong? If, you know, if I was doing something wrong, what were the things that I did wrong? What were the things that she did wrong? Why did they not work with each other? And why did we not address them when we had the opportunities to address them? I would call that a self-assessment. I Mm -hmm. think it's important to, I mean, if you're at work, you get it, you get assessed at work, you know, like here's some areas that you could get better. You could get better at your communication, you know, your, your, um, your approach could be a little bit different. Well, you get that kind of stuff at work. Mm-hmm. So why in a relationship do people, they say you're, you're, um, you're so critical. You're so critical. I hate that term because it's like, well, no, I'm just, I'm just holding you at a, a certain expectation that right. like you presented to me in the beginning really the assessment i'm giving you is based off of what you were giving me in the beginning and now you're not giving me that giving me that and um and so i just want to like let's just talk about it what can i do better you know mm-hmm. when you, that's when you're in the relationship if the relationship ends you i do think it's important for you to do a, a self-assessment and and see like like you were saying those right. little check marks of like where where could I have done this better? You know, mm-hmm. what could I do next time? Well, and so, what are some things that I need to work on with myself? One of the things I realized, specifically to working on myself, one of the things I realized after a breakup at some point was, do you know what the common denominator is in all of my past relationships that didn't work? Mm-hmm. Me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that I'm flawed. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that I'm fucked up and can't, like, I... I you know, I'm not here being like, oh, I don't deserve love or whatever, because a lot of people might feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's me going, okay, well, as much as that other person probably did some things wrong, like, I probably did some wrong things too. So how can I, how can I learn and not make those same mistakes as mm-hmm. I move forward? And through that process of self-evaluation, you're also in a process of healing your emotions, because mm-hmm. you just had an imp- theoretically important person in your life Mm -hmm. and that theoretically important person is no longer there Mm -hmm. for your reasons or their reasons or whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so you get to a much healthier place mentally by going through that process and that process isn't overnight by any means that process can take days and weeks and maybe even months but once you've done that you find you are very 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 happy with who you are as an individual Mm -hmm. and when you find that happiness that self-happiness within then i feel like you're in a good place to bring something to a relationship Mm -hmm. because a lot of people when they get in a relationship i think they're all about like oh this is what the partner is bringing to me but it's a relationship so you also have to consider like what am i bringing to Mm -hmm. you how am I how am I supporting this relationship? Totally, totally, yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a give take, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it's also something to be said that <clears throat> some people, like I said earlier, everybody mourns differently. Everybody's grieving process is different. Some people don't even feel the need to grieve. It's not a thing for them. They just mm-hmm. really, it's just easy for them to compartmentalize those feelings, put them on the shelf, and 
Keep it pushing. Do you feel like it's a intentional avoidance of looking in the mirror, so to speak? I think that's what we just got done uh, discussing. Mm. I think that there's definitely a lot of that. But in some situations, I don't think that people... I just honestly think that people just compartmentalize because that's what they, that's how they work. That's just how they're mm. how they are the, how they're built. You yeah. know, that's the process in which their their brain just goes, "Oh, this sucked." Okay, all righty. Well, another one. Next, do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, I didn't like that beverage. I'm gonna try a different flavor. Yeah, just onto the. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just like it's just like trying on the next thing, you know. That pair didn't fit. Let's let's try this. And mm-hmm. I'm not justifying it. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying that um everybody does deal with things a little bit differently, but I think the good majority and I think um people that we know are just people that may not take the time to actually evaluate themselves and mm-hmm. do a, a, what I was calling a self-assessment, you know. I don't I don't think that um Everybody has that ability to just pack up and move on, but some do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've just never been built that way. But as you know, it's great, though. I will say this. Mm-hmm. I will say, you know, when I was younger, I did. I, I, there was a point where I was like, I've dated a lot of guys, but they were always somewhat long term. Uh, I would say um, the shortest relationship was four months three months or four months and then my longest relationship is seven years i've got three years i've got one year you know it it varies but it was when i was younger that i had a lot of boyfriends Mm -hmm. um and then i got to my mid-20s and there was this like fear of being alone and it just was like i don't like this feeling yeah um, and getting out of a seven-year relationship, of course, I was going to feel that way. Because mm-hmm. um, that's all you knew. That's all I knew. So yeah. I, was, I was just afraid of being alone. And so I did date a couple guys in my 20s as well to fill space, you know. Um, and I liked the companionship and uh, unfortunately looked at some of them like they were a good companionship when they really weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, but each one I was like, oh. He's so great. Now, was that, would you say that's because you didn't know at the time what a good companion for you would be? Or were you actively lying to yourself? I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of that. (laughs) I mean, you think you know yourself and you think you know yourself at a certain age and you really don't. And then also, again, going back to, I was in a seven year relationship from 18 Mm -hmm. to 24. So, I knew who I was with this person. I didn't really right. know. Um, and I didn't know what I wanted out of somebody, I guess. And so mm-hmm. each time I found it, I was like, yeah, this is it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no, no, that's not it. Or um, I, and definitely guys probably it's at the same point looked at me and was like, no, that's not it. I'm very emotional. Some guys were like, right. yeah, can't do it. I can't, can't do, do it. it. Can't do it. I get it. Um it's when I got to my 30s that somehow, like, the more that when a relationship ends, the more time I actually start taking for myself. And I'm okay with it. I mm-hmm. actually, like, I get into it and I go, oh, this is being single. Oh, this yeah. is being single. Okay. 
And then you start like, you very much have these Stella got her groove back moments. <laughs> and, um, and they're awesome. And I don't know if that's, uh, that comes, oh, of course, it comes with age and wisdom. Um, so why? Of course. Of course. one. But if I could, if I could have told anything to my 20 year old self it, when that was happening, if I could have told her anything, it would have been just like, pump your brakes, homie. Like it's, it's all right to be single. It's all right. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's good for you. It's, it's initially scary, especially if you've never really it's so been scary. single. It can be scary as an idea, as a concept. Or if you're, if you know a lot of it had to do with yourself, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're like, God, I, I fucked that up. Like, you know, it, you could really harm your own feelings, you yeah. know? Um, it's, it's such a, it's such a weird But I do feel like, be. you know, like we were saying, like, if you're single, that's the perfect opportunity to work on yourself, to improve yourself physically, mentally, all of it. Like, that's you time. That's a lot of. It's hard time. to get to that point, though. It is. Sometimes it can happen from the jump, and sometimes you need that like week of grieving or that mm-hmm. you know week and a half of grieving. But you know, life is still going on around you. If you've got right. kids, you got to keep tending you to keep your kids. It. If you've got a job, you got to keep going to your job. You don't get to call out of work for a breakup, right? So, you know, you might have a job where like there's somebody you could confide in, or you know, if you have you have, if you have a moment at work, you can like take a break and come back and get to it because dealing with breakup while working is hard but the reality is you still have to do it and other people have to work with you and be Mm -hmm. around you and um you you do have to pack it up and and get going but i don't think that people know how to adjust to that or get comfortable with with that um right away um they need those safety nets but i think it's good having a good safety net of friends that you can rely on i love having those friends that are like snap out of it Mm -hmm. you are kind of getting a little too uh depressed about it you need to like pick yourself up and dust yourself off it's so interesting i like that i have those motivating friends it's so interesting that you say that because i know people who chose their relationship over their friends and then when that relationship ended like their friends weren't there anymore that's a whole nother conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. don't open that wormhole. But, but you know, when you do, when you are fortunate to have that friend group, and I'm, I'm somebody who believes um, my friends, I'm always going to let my friends be there for me. I always want my You're friends to be there. let your friends be there for you? Yes, I allow some of you into my life. <laughs> um, no, I... If I'm dating a girl and she was ever like, I don't like your friend circle. You need to cut them loose or you need to spend less time with them. I'd be like, no, they're my friends. Like, I'm keeping my friends. Yeah. I value my friends more than a relationship that I've only been in for with for a few months. You know? Yeah. Now, if she was really sneaky, she'd slowly do it over a year or two. And then next thing I know, I have no friends. Where did they go? Again, another wormhole for another day. <laughs> but the point is, is have some good friends to be there for you when your relationship ends, mm-hmm. because those are the people that you need to confide in when you're wanting to send that like, 
breakup text or or whatever, or if you're if you start doing a lot of self deprecating think that thinking that you ruined your relationship, or whatever, mm-hmm. it's good to have those friends that will help to bring you back to reality, and and um, and it's also good to have those friends that uh, support your mourning process because losing a relationship especially when you're dedicated to it can feel like mourning like it feels like you're just like really uh having to repair some pieces of your heart yeah it's i'm glad you said the mourning process because there are you know there's times where uh any one of our mutual friends might call you or might call me and just be like oh this just happened and you know you talk to him you hang out with him on the phone or in person or wherever and I'm really good at relationship moments. advice. Well, okay. I'm self-proclaimed here. I I think that I give really good advice. Mm-hmm. I do not give myself the best advice. I'm getting better Same. at it. Actually, I'm getting re- a lot better at it for right. myself because I can be very, I'm a perfectionist. I uh, will find everything wrong with something, right? right. Uh, especially in regards to myself. Like I could have done that better. Um so I'm getting better at that, but I do think that uh, I'm able. I'm a. I'm the. I'm the. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. Like I think that mm-hmm. you're you're handling this well. Here's some things that you might need to look out for because you know your, bre- your breakup was, you know, yesterday <laughs> or two I, months ago. You know, it, I will say you and I both separately know people that can be serial daters, and I feel like whenever they some of them stop coming to me for advice because you know they you do get that like break hey you know me and so and so broke up and blah 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 i'm like oh man i'm so sorry to hear it like you know whatever you want to go grab a beer let's let's chat whatever and then a week later they're like yeah i'm seeing this chick and blah 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 and 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 it's going so well man so dude dude it's going great i'm gonna meet her kid okay oh whoa that's where you're just like (laughs) okay i'm so good for you good for you bro Enjoy that. No, yeah, no. There's there's well, some there's some friends that I've just given up on the 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 advice when maybe, they're serial daters. Maybe pump your brakes a little. Yeah, when you do the the whoa whoa really already so soon. Um, there's only so many times you can Say point that. that out before Go it's just like that, okay that cycle. Because you're like you know what. I should just record my half of this conversation because I'm gonna play that tape back in like six weeks to him. No, yeah, there's some some people you just gotta let them do what they're gonna do. It's and and like you said, I've got friends that that don't come to me for advice anymore because I'm just too like I've called you out so many times. Right. You already know what I'm gonna say. I'm not one to sugarcoat anything. Oh yeah, yeah. I, you know what's fucked up about me? <laughs> I shouldn't say it's fucked up, but I'm I'm a give tough love, but I'm like. But be gentle with me. Say it, mm. say it nicely, but say it, say it honestly, but say it nicely. Um. <laughs> I cannot count the number of times someone, anyone has come to me and asked me like, what do you think about blank? And I've looked them dead in the eyes with just a blank stare on my face and said, it sounds fucking awful. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of friend I am. I, I don't know if I've said it quite so harshly. I, th- I think it sounds terrible. I think that's a terrible idea. I'm not interested in this little whatever. Um, but I, 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 I'm honest and I'm not somebody that's going to like pretend. I'm not going to change my verbiage. I'm not going to change my language or the way that I talk to somebody for uh, 
presentation or anything like that. I'm not going to pretend in a way that I'm like, hey, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah, that's rough. That's really, you know, I just, I don't think I want to You're empathetic, do but to a certain extent. Yeah. I think that your empathy line I think stops me, about right here. Then uh, you're like, all right, dude. All right. Okay. You're. <laughs> I think there's there's this very easy to get to point for me where just being an ENTP and a Capricorn both take over and I go, no, fuck this shit. We're good. That's we're, it. We're good here. That's the line. We'll cross it. Real talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well. <laughs> it's one of those nights. It's one of those nights. We started later than normal. Mm-hmm. I mean. And we didn't prep for this. We usually have just like a little bit of prep and. But yeah, we were both like, this is a good topic. We should just dive into this tomorrow. I just really had a lot of thoughts on it recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's so funny. That, so this, I think this is why this episode got cut short, because we already talked about a lot of this recently. So we have to be careful when we come up with themes for a, a an episode that we don't talk about it, because then we, we exhaust all of our thoughts on it. And we're like, oh, we act. It's funny because. In the past couple of weeks, when we knew we were going to do something, Tori might start a story or I might start a story. And the other person is immediately like, no, 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 no. Save it. Save it for the podcast. Yeah. Which is such a weird thing because it's like we we start we started this podcast because we we enjoy talking to each other. I think that we both um, have some interesting points mm-hmm. on things and. Um, I've always really appreciated advice from you and, you know, you come to me for advice. Um, and so when we have these conversations, we get really into them. So for us to, to be like, whoa, stop the conversation. Right. It's so weird. Let's save this it's for so a recording. Um, it's funny. Let me, let me ask you if you, a question or two, which is theoretically on topic. If you, let's say that you started seeing a guy mm-hmm. and you like him. Mm-hmm. But you find out from uh, an entirely reliable source, whether it be yourself, you've just deduced this Sherlock Holmes style, or someone you trust told you. If you're in a relationship with a guy that you really like, but you find out he is a serial dater, how would you handle the situation? And you're not even like serious relationship. You're like three weeks in, four weeks in. You're still just broaching the, the the subjects of dating relationship. Okay, so like we're talking and I'm like, so when was your last relationship? And he says, three weeks ago. And you're like, we went out three weeks ago. Mm. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like it ended, like we went out on Thursday. And I, I we broke up that Saturday before. Oh, oh, we had just ended it, and then I met you, and it was just like, there's something about you. <laughs> well, we were going to watch Monday Night Football, but she didn't want to watch it, so I, we broke up, and then I took you out on, what was it, Friday? And you're like, no, it was Thursday. And he's like, okay, so yeah, there was a couple days there. There was a couple days. Wow. Okay, first, <laughs> you immediately just made him sound like the biggest douchebag, so that would be a, <laughs> be a hard pass for me. If he didn't sound like what I made him sound like. But you did find out that his relationship, his last quote-unquote serious relationship, ended within a week. I think it's very uncharted ter- territories there because 
there might be a lot of unresolved feelings and emotions there, whether mm-hmm. it be from her side. She, he might be like real done with it, but she's still like in her, you know, what's really messed up is sometimes when people break up, one person is knows for sure that it was a breakup, but the other person's like, I'm not sure. I think, I think we're still together. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know, I know exactly what you mean. But so, so, you only know the story you only know one side of a story mm-hmm. when you start to get to know someone from their past relationship right they could be like oh you know uh she was she was she was crazy you know we fought all the time and it was like you know they could go into great detail about how she was just like not the one mhm and how much are they really telling you about their side of it, right. you know what I mean? Like, like, are you spinning it so that your ex sounds like awful, just awful? And 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 then and then you know sometimes you're like, oh man, that's terrible. I'm so I'm so sorry that that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know when really it could have been them the whole time. They fucked up the whole relationship. They mm-hmm. you know did everything wrong. But. Um, mm-hmm. So again, it's messy because it, you don't really know what's what's really there. How much of resi- how much residual f- uh, feelings and emotions are still re- uh, residing within either the person you're on a date with or their ex? Because you also don't want to be like at their apartment and their ex rolls up and you're right. just like, because that's happened and that's weird as fuck. Uh, because you're just like, uh, is that your? That, that's your that's your ex. That's that's who's knocking at the doorway. Who's this woman with a key to your apartment? Um, why is she looking in the window right now? Like that's <laughs> um, that's not okay. That's weird. Um, so I would, in answer to your question, I I would definitely suggest that maybe we save my number when it's a little when you you know move on. I mm-hmm. I, I think. If it's on, a, if you're on a first date and that's when you learn it, um, right. that's enough time to be cautious, right? But if you find out, I think that's a question. I think I asked that question on a first date. You need to know that up front. I wouldn't want to find that out three weeks after us dating. I do that like his to ask, last relationship was. I do like to ask when and why the last relationship ended. Oh yeah, I think it's important. I also think that it's important that if the person states maybe some things that they did in the relationship where it's like this mm-hmm. this happened and you know i really regretted i worked too much i was always at work and i know that like we didn't really get to go out very often because i was always working and i just i know that like going forward i need to make more time because that shows humility it shows growth it shows growth but it's also a red flag Really? Why is that a red flag? Well, it's just something to be a... I'm not saying it's like, like let's halt this. It's a... I just need to be aware that it's a, it's you a work color. a lot. And you're telling me that the relationship just ended and it ended because you work a lot or whatever the reason. Whatever mm-hmm. the reason that they own up to something that they did. It's right? a warning. It's enough of a warning but to be like... it's not a deal breaker. I'm gonna, it's not a deal breaker. But if I notice the first month or two that... We don't really get to hang out a lot. Mm-hmm. 
um, because you can't really make time because you're doing the thing that you're always doing. You know what I mean? Right. It's just like I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, oh, okay, I kind of saw this coming. I could I could protect my feelings a little bit more. I can make sure I don't get too attached too fast. All of this is relative, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like it depends on who it is. It depends on what the situation is. It depends on the vibe that you're getting. It it depends on um, it depends on a lot. But I think that for you yourself, have to know whether or not you are ready to get out and and go dating. I think it's once you meet someone, if you realize that they are they've at least <sighs> recently broken up with someone, but you haven't, you can kind of test those waters a little right. bit. But for myself, I know that it's a good idea for me to not be a serial dater because I really very much enjoy the time, the the lull. The, I do the too. To I, you know, I partially because we've been in a pandemic, but I haven't actually been in a relationship for over a year at this point. And who was your last relationship? Uh, relationship? If it was a year ago. Uh, that would be, uh, what fake name did I give her? Uh, uh, okay. I don't, I don't know why you just said it like that, but I, I don't, I still don't know who that was. But anyways, I think that it was longer than that. I don't, I don't know if that was a relationship. Hmm. My, my relationships, well, that's another thing is like, what I consider relationships Versus what other people consider relationships, um, which is a whole nother conversation we're going to have about definitions. But, you know, this is easily the longest I've, I've gone on dates. I've uh, gone on multiple dates with women, but nothing in since that last one has gotten to the point where I was like, I want to be in a relationship relationship. I want to like just date exclusively this person at this point. I haven't gotten there. So there's been a lot of time where I was like, this is awesome. This is like, meet, look at what I've done. Look at, all, look at these things that I've accomplished and how I've grown in that time. Is this the longest you've gone? This is probably up there, yeah. But you've, you've been on dates right. since then. You just haven't found one that... I wanted to be like, hey, let's exclusively date. Right. I haven't found anybody that I clicked with enough or captivated me enough that I was like, let's, let's go all in. And see what happens. Right. You know? Right. And that's the other thing. Like, I I wanted to say this earlier. I completely forgot because we got sidetracked. But I am very much an all-in. I I want everything or nothing. And that's so, so many different things in my life where I'm like, I'm all-in on something or I'm not in at all. And once I realize that I'm not going all-in, I don't, I don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not going to just casually date somebody for weeks and weeks and weeks if I know that I don't ever want to actually. You've dated someone like that. You, mm-hmm. There there are some people that just like dating somebody, but no, and both parties know that it's not really going to go anywhere, but it, it's entertaining, which right. is also very weird. I, I'm not saying I've ever done that, but I've heard people talk about like, yeah, we're just, we're seeing each other. Mm-hmm. It's not really serious. But, you know, it's fun. And I'm like, so it's not, do you guys, do you guys like each other, love each other? Oh, we like each other. We've dated for nine months and you're, that's a long time. So that's, it's, that's your relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if it's the one. Yeah. 
And it's like, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I, uh, but you did have something like that, I feel had, like. Uh, similar, similar. I think if it's the one I'm thinking of, um, I started out very casual and then I was like, okay, this, this is actually different than what I thought. And then there was a break period and then we're like, okay, we're going to try again a little bit. And then it didn't work out. And, um, but no, I, it's interesting because I, I actually do understand those people that are like, yeah, we're just chilling for nine months, for 10 months. Um, I feel like it's a different but similar. It's a different type of serial dater. You're not serially, serial dating multiple people. Oh, I wouldn't call that They're a serial just, dater. No, no, not at all. But they, you know, the, the truly casual relationship. Oh, that's just a casual relationship. Yeah. That's a whole nother conversation yeah. in itself. <laughs> casual relationships. Mm-hmm. Not friends with benefits. Nope. It's a level up from that, but not right. a relationship. But they're, well, it's a relationship. It's just like they're not trying to find this one at the moment. But this one will do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, this is great company. This isn't my dream car. This is This is a rental. This is, this is not this is not my Aston Martin. It's just a BMW I'm driving right now. Look, I'm just driving this Volkswagen till I can get my Range Rover. Okay, you know, you know it's a good car. It <laughs> handles well. It does what I need it to do. I get where I'm trying to go. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um. Yeah. Well, I think we've covered. This was a shorter conversation than we normally had. No, it's okay, but. But it's fine. We still have red flags. Red flags. Red flags. Red flags. It needs its own jingle. Oh, we gotta make a jingle for that. We'll we'll do that. Red flags. Red. Fl- no. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a Muppet. Red flags. You sound like a different Muppet. Yeah. Um. So. Red flags. Red flags. Red flags. Um, <laughs> we're just gonna do this for 20 minutes straight different voices red flags we're just gonna kick that dead horse so how would you normally I ask the red flag question so I'm gonna let you position the red flag question mm-hmm. well okay so well I feel like you kind of did ask the red flag question you just didn't uh Stage it as a red flag question. But oh, if you were dating someone and found out they were a serial dater. Yeah. Is that a red flag for you? A red flag for me is almost something to, to end it over. So I don't know if I would have qualified it. When I was thinking of the question, when I asked you, it didn't cross my mind as a red flag. Um, okay, so what if... Okay, so you're on a first date with okay. a girl that you've had great conversation with on a dating app. Mm-hmm. Like, it's gone back and forth for a couple of days. You then exchange numbers. You then decide, like, gosh, we're just really hitting it off. Want to meet this person. Okay. And at this point, you've just been hitting it off on, like, what you're into, things you like, whatever. Go on the date. She says, you know, you do the, you ask the question because you said you always do. You ask, when was the last relationship? What ended? And she's like, he's still obsessed with me. 
Like, what if it was like, I ended this relationship, I wasn't happy anymore, he didn't want to be in it anymore, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm just, I'm so over this relationship. Okay. Is that enough of a red flag for you? To crew, so... I wouldn't, for me, other, I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with somebody who tells me that their ex is still obsessed with them. So my immediate follow-up question would be, are you in regular contact with them still? The fact that you even have to ask that question, I think, is... Because, <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like, I've dated people where an ex was an issue. In fact, I'm going to call her Isma. Oh. From Peru. Isma's from Peru. So... This ex. When we started dating, we were both seeing other people because we were just dating. And then we had a conversation about being exclusive. Mm-hmm. And the other guy she was seeing did not take it well at all. Mm-hmm. Um, he threw shit in her lawn. Stuff like that. There was a night where she and I were out. This was like the week, the Friday after we had the conversation. She had just sold her house. We're out celebrating. We're at some venue. But was this the, a recent ex? Or how long have you were you in? Two years ago? Three years ago? Three years ago. It was three years ago when when this was happening. Okay, but I'm talking about the ex that was doing this stuff. Was he an ex after a couple, like, how? He, to, he that was doing this stuff to her? To us? No, we were dating at the same time. It, it was somebody that we were both. We were... I'm so confused. I, now I'm confused, too. You dated somebody at the same no, no, no. time? <laughs> when we started dating, we were not exclusive. Okay, you were dating... Okay, got it, got then it, got it. Then we got exclusive. Got it, got it, got it. The person that she said, I'm not exclusive, well, I'm not seeing you anymore, it got a little weird. Because, like, we were out at the show at, at the Kessler Theater... And I start getting these DMs from this guy. And he's like, you fucking stole my girlfriend. Like, call me names. And I don't. I'm just like, I'm going to ignore this all night. We're in the the lift after that, going to the next place. I'm like, by the way, your friend, Brett, or whatever his name was, uh, keeps DMing me. And that just started an hour ago. So, And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, he didn't take it well. I'll talk. To, I'll make sure this stops. I wake up the next day and there's just... Again, you stole my girlfriend, and then just pictures of done them I dating. Couldn't. Sorry, he totally fucked it up. <laughs> and I, I was just like, after she woke up, I was like, this shit stops. Like, I'm not doing this if this guy's going to be an issue. And she's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. But he's already been an issue. Like, I right. wouldn't at that point. I would have been like, I'm done. <laughs> you would have been out. Yeah, but that's how I feel now. I'm not in it. So maybe it would be different mm -hmm. if I was in it, but it was the thing. Like we casually dated for like two months, two and a half months and then said, okay, let's be exclusive. So at that point there had not been any issue up to that point. And I was like, Hey, I'm going all in on this thing. Like we both agreed to give this a serious try. So that was one of those things where I'm just like, this is the first thing. If she actually fixes this, I'm gonna let it slide. That's just weird. I, I, I wouldn't. It, it, to me, so it never ended. It didn't. It didn't stop. No, it stopped. It did stop. That okay. was it. She stopped it. She stopped that shit from happening. So then there was that was not an issue after that. Oh, okay. Now, right. now if I'm on like a f- first or second date and a girl says like, "Yeah, my my boyfriend's still obsessed with me," 
I would have serious concerns about being in that situation. Yeah. I think that could be enough for me to go, maybe you should take care of that before any yeah. of this. Well, well. Well. This was a good episode. I it agree. was a random episode, and it was a uh, uh, interesting episode about serial dating. So, uh, advice, parting advice. I think I give. I gave all the advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, take care of yourself. Take care when of you yourself. Get out of a, when you get out of a relationship, take some time for yourself. Heal. You know how much time you need. So if you're over here saying I don't need like. I need an hour I, and a half. I need an. I, I need a day. I need a week. Okay, cool. I would suggest take a couple weeks. Don't, you don't have to immediately jump on the dating apps as soon as you're out. Um, some people though do use that as a recovery. Mm-hmm. You know, they need the rebound to get over the last one. Uh, if that's the case, whatever, try some new tricks. Whatever's healthiest. Whatever's you. healthiest. Yes, I think that was a very nice way of putting it to you. Mm, indeed. Nice. Okay, well, as always, a pleasure. It was a pleasure. And thank you guys for tuning in, those that have continued to be some loyal fans of our show. We really do appreciate it. By the way, if you have any questions, if you have any uh, stories you want to share, concerns, etc., you can email us at tntexpectations at gmail.com we'll uh, read it might read it on the air if you want us to and um, yeah hope to hear from you yeah even if you want to talk some shit I'd I'd be curious uh, what you have to say be my guest I would love that I will read the shit talking on the air yeah I'd love a good laugh absolutely or cry I mean no Uh, don't do that this one's really personal prepare yourself (laughs) they went hard they were real hard. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, thanks again. And uh, you guys have an awesome week. Until next time, this is Tori and Tyler with Expectations.